Welcome to Singapore's Real Estate Explained Podcast. Listen up, providing you with bite-sized real estate information you can trust and motivation on the go. Proudly presented by your host, Jervis Isaiah Ung, millionaire real estate broker, real estate coach, and investor. Powered by JNA Real Estate, the real estate brand of our generation. So, uh, without further ado, right, today we have a very familiar face on the show, right, his name is uh, Mr. Nigel Fernandez. I love the word Fernandez because it makes me slur my tongue a bit. Fernandez, like Jervis Isaiah. Mm. So Isaiah is given by myself, right? And we know that you have been tired of looking at two guys blabbering, but today, the two guys are back at it again, right? We are the Backstreet Boys today. So today, we are going to be here. I want to show my gratitude and appreciation to you in front of how many people watching right now? I, I didn't check, I didn't check. I was I would expect two thousand. Two thousand. Should have about two thousand. Twenty K, you know. Twenty thousand. Twenty K. Alright, we have six now. Alright. It's okay. <laughs> the show is still gonna move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have Mr. Nigel Fernandez today, right? I uh, just wanna show my gratitude to you because Thank he you, so you can you can see right, he's sweating right now. Sweating. Because yeah. he just came from a live show at Shopee as well, right? Mm-hmm. So Thank you for coming, right? Yes. He has been holding the fort for the past few weeks, asking brokers. And I told him, hey, people need to know who you are. Because <laughs> this guy here is a remarkable individual that I want those who are watching this to know exactly what does he specialize in. So in this episode, I'm going to ask him a couple of questions, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there are also going to be quick fire round questions for wow. you. Wow. Uh, the previous time you sabo me, right? Yeah. So now it's my time to sabo him back. So for those people who are in SMU <laughs> and you're watching this, right, this is for your president, okay, yeah. uh, in our investment club. All right, okay, so okay. before we start, yeah. right, mm. please click on the share button, yeah. press the like, spam us those love that you guys have, right? Mm-hmm. The past few weeks haven't been really great because we are getting like maybe 10, 15, 20 viewers, but you know what, we're mm. not gonna give up, man. Okay, like, actually to be fair, right, we yeah. did a, like 30 plus, yes. 46, oh, we did. Yes. you know, yes. cumulative views are still in the hundreds for sure. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, bring your friends in, hit the share button, hit the tag, I don't know why, I, I'm so used to being the one talking yes, and like rah-rahing that. I feel so much better <laughs> talking. That, that it feels so different. I'm always asking the questions today, I'm answering the questions. Wow, That's it right. feels really different though. No? That's right. Like suddenly it's like, wow, the pressure. Yes, people are thinking that he's just a live show host. And I'm going to let you know, in terms of investment acumen-wise, this guy has one of the best because he knows about stocks, equities, ETFs, options, anything you want to know, and he can draw a corollary all the way towards real estate. So, you know, having that very good, uh, you know, uh, perspective of both stocks as well as real estate is something that I would love my broker to have mm-hmm. because you are not going to advise me based on a myopic point of view of real estate, the best asset, Correct. but also, right, being an investor yourself, mm-hmm. being a president of an investment club mm-hmm. yourself, yeah. this is something that I believe he can value to all of you. So that's the reason why he's on a live show because this live show was supposed to be an investment live show and I told him none other than this guy himself, right? We also have Chris O, but Chris O is like super busy now. He's like doing webinars and everything. The Monopoly code. That's, that's right. And people are tired <laughs> of my face, so I say that, come on, let's bring a new face on board. So he's not just a host, okay? He is a full-time real estate broker on board, JNA Real Estate. So any of your friends who are watching this, you got to give him a ring. Not bad, whether you're going to buy or sell properties or invest in properties. Dick his brains before he gets yeah. too expensive. That's true. Really? Yeah, that, that, Dick his brains. Yeah. I, I, and I'm all about like giving value outside of real estate as well. So I do have friends who ask me about personal finance. I mean, a lot of people just graduated from school. They probably earned their first paycheck and they're like, okay, so how do I allocate my assets, right? Where do I put it in? There's so many robo-advisories out there. There's like the do-it-yourself investing technique. What exactly should you do? I don't claim to be the expert. I'm not like an accredited financial advisor. When it comes to real estate, of course, I have the license and the credentials. That's right. But happy to have a coffee chat about that as well. 
well. That's and maybe right. you stay till the end, right? I might just give you a stock tip. No, just kidding. That's you right. Know, no he stock has tips. already. He he will tell me what stock to buy. You know, I always tell him, you know, what should I buy? <laughs> and then he's like, it's a secret. I'm like, come on. He say, you gotta pay me consultation fees. Oh. Right? I love him because he's seeing value in himself. Okay. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, mm-hmm. let me uh, go into my interview questions sure. for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Nigel, before I even start my questions, tell yeah. us just a little bit more about yourself. Right. right? How <coughs> old you are this year? Mm-hmm. What do you major in back in school? Yeah. Uh, and just your life in general. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, for those of you who have just joined us, my name is Nigel. 27 years old this year. I just graduated from uh, SMU. So why did I take so long to graduate, right? Not because I retained like, in school, <laughs> but because I was, uh, I wasn't, I'm a late boomer, I would like to say so. So yes. I went to Sec 5, normal academic, yeah. took my O-levels then. Then, you. really? Yeah, okay, really. But, but it's, it's a long journey. Like, I, wish, yeah. I wish everyone can just go the straight route. But I took the long journey, went to poly, yeah. did the NS, and then came out. And then I was like, wow, the girls are 19, and I was like already 23 at that point. Wow. Yeah, so uh, 27 years old this year, and majored in finance and um, communications. That's my second major in SMU. Obviously. Yep. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it, it was fun. And to be honest, um, when I graduated, I kind of took a very unconventional path. That's of right. course, inspired by the man sitting next to me. Yep, uh, to, to pursue that and no, really yep. appreciate it because it, it's not like you know there is a bit of resistance to just jump into this yes, and a course. lot of conversations I had to um, have with all my stakeholders at home yeah, of course and yeah. thankfully they were okay with it the and home is still intact right? the home is still intact yeah. you know home is still intact yeah, okay. <laughs> it is it is it is <laughs> and, um, but of course again when you take the unconventional route it could be it could be um, a little bit, a little bit challenging and stressful. And stressful. Definitely. Yeah, you sure face some resistance, and like, you look at your friends and every finance major. I mean, not not to throw shit at all. Like props to everybody. Every finance major in SMU or maybe all the institutions in Singapore. Everyone's just gonna go to the same few places and you yes. know go work for a bank. JP, JP Goldman, yeah. UBS, yeah, yeah. Or, or or even the smaller shops as well, like maybe yeah. a boutique firm. Yeah. Um, but I decided that I wanted to try something else. Yeah. And that's why I am here. I am in. Jenny Real Estate. And I love it. And I, I think that's amazing, right? So, Nigel is 27 this year and he used to be, he went to Sec 5 and then Normal Cat. And I can Sec tell you, normal. Yeah, Sec, uh, Sec 5 yeah, is Normal yeah. Cat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can tell you one thing, right? For, when, when, we, when we are younger, right? Our parents will always tell us say that, you know, please do not go into Sec 5 mm, or Poly yeah, or right. IT and stuff like that. But when I speak to Nigel, I can tell you, I was from the top school, right? But when I speak to him, right? The amount of, not the amount, the level of intellect that he has, okay? And specifically in the financial markets, right? It is crazy. You know, recently we had uh, props to him. We, we were, we were uh, going through a very big, uh, uh, wow, this, uh, we signed an NDA to it, but we are going through a very big, uh, more than a, a, a 200 million kind of deal, mm-hmm. right? And without Nigel there to help me supervise the entire deal, share with me what are the different modeling that we can do, because then we were at the buy side, not the sell side, yeah. right? Uh, I was amazed and I was wow, right? Thanks for sharing, Nigel. So the first question I have uh, for you is, right? So for those who don't know, Right, he was poached from Shopee, right? And he has been doing live show on Shopee. I've been asking him for discount vouchers. If you want discount vouchers from Shopee, right? Today I just tagged Shopee and I saw that Shopee saw my post because people, I was asking, you know what do they want for my clients? They Mm -hmm. said, I want discount codes. I tagged Shopee, Shopee saw saw my post, right? They didn't reply me, nothing Mm -hmm. at all. I think if I tagged you, it would be better. But I've been asking him for discount codes. So those want discount codes, just tag there, discount codes for Shopee, please, right? Just write it down. Discount codes for Shopee. This is is tough. I wish wish they gave me more. Yeah, I I think I should should try. enough demand if we can get to maybe 50 views yeah um, maybe we'll just arrange something yeah, let right. me try let me try yes so before we go into the entire like formality of like how he was doing in the real estate business how was your experience in Shopee like I mean as a live show host wow. how did you get the gig how, what are the hours like wow. and you know what do you do honestly um, this whole Shopee thing was uh, 
serendipitous if I were to use that word. Wow. Um, okay, how, how, do I, how do I dial this down? Luck lah, luck. I think it was, it was just really good, good luck that came along. Mm. Uh, I think I previously shared with, with you, uh, I was an MC uh, on the live stage doing like road shows, dinner and dance, and I'm going to say the, the, the money was good. Yes. The hours were not terribly long. Yes. As a part-time gig, I thought it was quite fun. Um, so my weekends were mostly you know, busy doing that. And I think everything was all fine and dandy. Uh, up till 2020, last year, wow. early last year, yeah. Yeah, where when, when suddenly I realised that, hey, you know, this side gig that I was doing alongside school uh, is starting to, to dwindle because people were cancelling yes. due to COVID. COVID yeah. yeah, so a lot of the companies, you know, went from like, oh, you know, from, I don't know, uh, I had like a couple of thousands booked out for the next quarter, wow. like the, the entire quarter, a couple of thousands of worth of gigs, wow. and then they all just got wiped out, wow. and they were like, I'm sorry, we just can't do it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so at that point in time, I said, okay, so why don't we do virtual, right? Yes. I tried to propose, you know, come out with new stuff. Never done a virtual D&D before. Yes. Companies just weren't like on it. Like. They were like, no, you know, we will wait and see. Why don't we hire you in Q3? But of course, circuit breaker, all that happened. So, yeah. you know, everything dragged out. And I had a friend who was in Shopee at that point and he was, you know, doing live streams all that. So I kind of like asked him, hey, could you help me out? Yes. He's like, sure, you know, I can put a word in for you. Yeah. Went there, I thought it was an interview, but the interview became an audition on the spot. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, okay, here's five minutes. These are the details. Come out with like a quick five minute like show. Wow. Yeah. So wow. I was like, I can't do this because usually I'm so used to like trying to rah-rah a physical crowd. Yes. And then when people, when I look at people's eyes and I see their expressions, then I kind of calibrate. Yes, you can get the energy. Correct. That's correct. Right. And I think you are that kind of person yes. as well. You're Same, definitely similar. Yeah. yeah. And suddenly you're going to look at a little small camera, right? Feels weird. No <laughs> yeah. reaction, no nothing. It's like, can you just react? Like, just smile, maybe just, you know, raise your eyebrow and suspicion also is better than nothing. Yeah. But nothing like that. And I was so afraid. I, and they threw me like a bit of curveballs here and there. Um, I just winged it. Didn't do it, do it, didn't do very well, to be honest. Yes. Then I started with them. Suddenly they called me and said, oh, you know, we, we thought you were pretty okay. Can you start next week? So wow. I started next week. Uh, I was doing with a slightly more experienced co-host. She was running the show. I wasn't sure like, oh, you know, where's the button for the card? <laughs> Same here, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the discount code. And yes. then, oh, top right, top left, bottom, hit the like, share, how many viewers, da da da, da. I, I was just bad at the mechanics. And yeah. that was when I realized that adaptation is so important. Yeah. I thought I was good. I thought I was amazing standing on the, on the stage. Um, you know, prior to even doing MCing, I was with Toastmasters for a while. So, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was very comfortable yeah. with being on stage. Wow. But now you're in the studio and just staring at that, there's no feedback. That's right. The only feedback is here. Yeah, the only feedback is here. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I, 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 to a certain extent, I always depended on the validation and assurance from the audience and I wasn't getting any. But that is, yeah. that is the key to a speaker, right? It is. So when we speak, we would love to see people uh, being energetic, mm. being positive, or we see them slouching or you know, sleeping, you know, that we're Correct. not doing a good job. Correct. So I understand your pain, man. Yeah. 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 So if you ask me about hours, right? Yes. Uh, the commitment is not huge. Because, uh, I mean, it takes only a couple of hours uh, a, a week, uh, at least yeah. based on the current engagements that I have. And it's something that I, that I truly enjoy. Yeah. Um, whether or not, I mean, at, at one point, it was really just a way to, uh, it's another source of income. That's right. Now it technically still is, but it's something that I enjoy more than, you know, just going there to earn the money. I understand. Yeah, that. it's so fun. It's really yes, so fun. I totally understand that. And just that being said, right, Nigel is like a full-time real estate agent, just that he knows how to calibrate his passion, you know, very well, right? I did ask him before, I said that, you know, uh, you are doing well in the real estate business. Why are you still doing a live show course? He said, I just like it. And then he asked me, what do you like? I said, I love to bask on the streets, right? <laughs> but now I don't think I can do so. I saw your video just now. Yeah. And you are good. 
Thank you so much. He is good. Are there still some of these snippets on YouTube? No, it's on TikTok. No? Under so the, also TikTok? Yes, it's under this wow. name called Jasmine Soko. So you can go and check oh, it. Oh, yeah. wow. Ow, oh, yeah. wow, wow. Oh, okay, dear, okay, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, Great. Okay, so go yeah. go check that out. Yeah, I'm just so joking. You, I'm just joking. <laughs> by the way. I'm not Jasmine Soko. She is a fellow SMU she is. Uh, student. She is. She is. She is. Yeah, I remember she was celebrating with us uh, last year at the 20th birthday. I was hosting that, that segment wow. as well. So yeah, it was pretty wow. fun, pretty fun. Wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. I, I remember the first time when I met Nigel Fernandez. It was during uh, the SMU Bondu, it was our business camp. Mm, so then right. I was like the business development director in the Exco. So I was just sitting there and then I was just like, you know, a little bit bored, but I had to appear a bit rah-rah because course, yeah, the I was in ex- BD, right? yeah, and you fit And you fit that role. Yeah, that's, that's right. Not, not, not so sure about whether we're in the red or green, but yeah, <laughs> I, I hope that none of the EXCO members are here. But after that happened, right, I remember this guy walking up the stage. I said, this guy, wow. When he, when, when, when he walked up the stage, right, he had this, he, you have this very magnetic energy, mm. right? He walked up. With not because of the size, uh, because uh, the size is no, a No, no, definitely not, definitely not, definitely not. Right, I still okay. remember you were wearing, wearing a red tie that day. So, uh, purple tie. Purple tie. Purple Someone tie. once okay. told me that wearing a purple tie is, is like important when oh, you're going for right. negotiations. Maybe that's the reason why I feel that you were different. Because <laughs> I've not seen someone wearing a purple tie yes, before. Yes, yeah. yes. He went up stage, I said, wow. Then he started speaking. I said, oh God. Because then I thought that, hey, you know, there's not many people who can speak that well. And uh, when I heard his voice, I just closed my eyes and I fell asleep. No, I'm joking. Wow. Right? No, his voice is just so nice. Right? You guys can attest to that, right? Just comment down there if you believe in what I just said. And uh, Caleb also mentioned this, can mm. host, can sell, what can these men not do? Oh, wow. Correct, wow, right? Wow, and wow. one kind. thing that we really believe in is that selling is not just about forcing something down someone's throat. Yeah. Nigel believes in that. And actually with great communication skills, I believe mm. that selling to, for your sellers is easier, yes. right? You can attract the right group of buyers to Definitely. you as well, right? Definitely. So when I, I still remember when I saw him, I was like, mm. wow, when can I cross path with this man? I, honestly, I'm not even trying to uncut you right here. Oh, Okay. Right, and okay. I really thought that way because he was the president of I Investment. I still remember I tried to go into I Investment, but I didn't get into I Investment. You did, you did try. Uh, yes, I did. I, I'm one of your uh, non audience Gen- general, general members. General members general right? Member. You paid the fifteen dollars. Okay. Okay. I got a sticker. I don't know where my fifteen dollars went to, man. Okay. I want to ask you that question later. <laughs> right, but I have a sticker. <laughs> I have the sticker last time. Okay. You know, in the SMU card, right? Yeah. There's all the stickers. So, yes. I, so Penny had the SMU marketing one. I had the wow. I Investment one. So mm-hmm. you know, I look a bit smarter. Smart lah, smart. Didn't go for sure. a single event uh, because okay. then I didn't know Nigel. But if I knew that Nigel was it, I would be. But do you go for the interviews to try to be uh, no, the analyst? Yeah, no, I didn't, you didn't. I okay. didn't at okay. all. Yeah. Okay. I, to me, the finance world then was like, wow, I have no idea. I know real estate very well, but I don't know finance, right? So mm. when I saw him, I was like, you know, this guy is uh, amazing. And little do I know that right now, mm-hmm. we cross paths. He, uh, I'm so happy that we are, he, he's with us right now and he's our live show host. So thank, thank, thank you, you for being Thanks here. Thank you so much. Right. So the second question I have for you is, sure. you see, you are a president of our investment club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe banks want you. Okay. Okay. I hope so. I hope and I know that you have won. You are. He's a very humble guy. I know you have won a couple of awards in SMU as well yeah. uh, for student life. You know how do I know that? Because when I walk past SMU, there's one whole big wall where Nigel Fernandez will be there. Uh, <laughs> oh, you saw that wall. Of course, you I saw, saw that wall. It. Of okay. course, okay. I saw okay. it. Okay. That's how I see who should come into JNU. Oh, like, okay, oh, okay. So that's part of the criteria for all you is all of you in SMU, right? <laughs> Get a leadership role and do well. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Send your resume. Right? <laughs> yes. And when I when, and and with all these accolades that you have, yeah. naturally. For yeah. a finance student yeah. going in, mm-hmm. first thing, people will think, okay, maybe I go to JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, wealth management, fund management, uh, investment banking, but you chose real estate, mm-hmm. right? Why? Wow, wow. Um, yes, in fact, that's something that a lot of people ask me and something that I ask myself a lot. Yeah. And it is also the case where when you try to do something different, you start to think that maybe you are not really doing it right. Yeah. Because everyone else is, you know, you're going against the grain. It's never going to feel That's easy. Right. Yeah. Uh, why real estate? Okay, so to me was 
maybe not, I'm not like you. I think I established this quite early on in the live stream. You are like super passionate about real estate. Mm. I think real estate initially was just another financial asset class that I could potentially dabble with. Yes. But I like the idea of you know pursuing the self-employed route That's right. because I started my own like business when I was in um, SMU. Uh, when I was emceeing, I was also doing a bit of events management. So I worked with a few people who like provide the speakers and like all the other kind of stuff. So I kind of ran like a little small shop yeah. on that basis. Wow. Yeah, and I always liked that idea. Yeah, I that, mean, that not. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 I said, um, no, no, it's not a shop. Sorry, I mean yeah. like my a own store. A store. Not not a store. Also. Yep. I guess the shop wasn't the right word. A booth. Um, <laughs> no, like a, so we, we were in the events management space whereby yes. you know people will engage me for my emceeing service, yep. and I could provide if I can provide sound. Yep. I'll speak to my friend who does sound as well. I, I kind of orchestrate the whole thing I and then see. do a little bit of a markup and tell yeah, the you're person, like a middleman um, right the middleman correct yeah. but of course the invoice all that come tr comes through my business lah. that's right yeah so i always like the idea of like pursuing the self-employed route yes covid came of course the events uh, company is still running uh it's still registered but you know it's, it's pretty much yeah. nothing really inside yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, i came to real estate because i felt like um it's it's sexier than other not not to shade anyone else but it was it's one of the sexier self-employed career so. paths. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And and <laughs> million dollar listing. Yes. I was watching Star World that time. Ryan Sirhan was still a nobody. That's right. Oh really? Yeah, I think oh yeah, that was the show. Uh, a yeah. Few, yeah, few, few episodes. And I was I was like wow like how nice would it be to be in this position and he's quite a comical character la, so to speak That's right. so that kind of caught my attention of course um not every day in real estate is unicorn unicorns and rainbows like it's what not. we see in million dollar listing that's right it's not yeah this is also not like what we see you know this kind of happy face every yeah. day you know? sometimes <laughs> you get you get um, people raining on your parade you get stressed it's, right. it's not always the easiest but um yeah i came to real estate knowing that i wanted to try something on my own and i felt that when i had this conversation with jervis actually yes. he said that if you don't do it now then when yeah. And that kind of struck me. It's like, do I really? I mean, I could pursue a career, be in banking, or like I was in FMCG previously at Unilever. Yeah. So you know, I could you know maybe try going that route. I don't know. I but I didn't really want to like do that yeah, um, right. for a start. Yeah. I felt like I was willing to while my commitments are low. Yeah. Go you know go for go for broke for for lack of a better phrase. Broke first, right? Broke first lah. Just yeah. just broke then first lah. And broke through. Yeah. <laughs> and and this business takes money as well. That's right. Yeah. You, know, you need the iPad, the property guru. You need to <laughs> tailor your suit. You're gonna yeah. spend money first. That's right. And uh, you know of course for lead gen there's zero cost and then there yes. is also like spending money on ads and yeah. setting a landing page all that. So um it it really takes some level of passion to even come to this business. Yeah. And I felt like. Over time, I didn't discover my passion from the start, but because I spoke to Jervis, yeah. and he, with his guidance, I started to become a bit clearer yeah. about this business. Yeah. To be honest, initially when I first came in, to me it was also because of the fact that he got a lot of accolades, <laughs> and the amount of money he makes is insane. La. Don't say that. And the amount of money that all our team members make are crazy. I was like, I just need this paper, okay? And I want to make all this money. Yeah. But then now, it's, I've come to a point, I mean, not say that I'm loaded, right? Yeah. But it's changed. come to the point where it's changed. Yeah. It's changed to the point where I am okay. You know, the money is just going to be a byproduct yes. of whatever value I give. That's and right. I felt that um, you have helped a lot with your systems, Thank with you. your Monday huddles. Thank you. Uh, very inspiring. And I've shifted that focus. So why, come, why, coming, why did I come to real estate? It was because I just wanted to pursue the self-employed route. But if you ask me now, yeah. through our conversations, yeah. it's a lot clearer now. I feel like, uh, whatever I do, right, can really help the retail investors. I feel, I yes. feel, the retail investors are very, I, I mean, I'm sorry to say this, very yeah. misinformed. Yes. There's a lot of services out there, people trying to, you know, 
the finance world is built around the asset gathering business. That's no right. shade on that. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I think it's great. Mm. Um, but then there is just so much noise. Yeah. And the retail investor is somehow, sometimes at the losing end almost. Absolutely. I know I might get short saying Absolutely. this, no, but that's it's true. true. That's true. We are the alternative opinion. We can yeah. see what we want to say. We are. We yeah. Are. And I felt that going to this business allows me to help retail investors yeah. in their process, be it to restructure their portfolio, to optimize returns, and you know, have that conversation about not just real estate, but other asset classes as well. And yeah. I believe that uh, I'm not the expert, but I have a well-rounded opinion that I can provide. I believe in that. And I can attest to what Nigel has just mentioned because whenever he talks about formulating another investment strategy for his client, whether is it retail or institutional client, yeah. you can always see that spark in his eyes. And even when you can see the spark in someone's eyes, right, you know that that guy is very passionate about it. And he mm -hmm. is, right? And his entire calling as well as his whole vision of wanting to provide uh, that perfect, trying to bridge that imperfect information in the market, mm -hmm. providing a more uh, objective and value-driven approach to your clients yeah. is something that I believe in. That is why JNA Real Estate was founded, right? Absolutely. We were founded on the basis because last time as I was a business student, I was attending a lot of different seminars by different real estate agents. I mm. was a noob, right? Mm. Like an amateur. And I realized one thing. I said, why different show flats? Huh? All different show flats, huh? all can buy. <laughs> they all can invest. Huh? But then I don't see my clients who I serve make money because right. they bought from these show flats. And right. when I had that idea, I told myself, it is not that real estate agents are trying to scam. But because sometimes companies do teach sales techniques, right? And, and the reason behind that is because agency businesses actually thrive on agents' commission, yeah. right? So there's no shade, shade, shade on that, right? Because no choice. This is how the business is being run, yes. right? But I'm very proud to be in PropMax because PropMax actually thrive, strives to be very objective in their investment approach, Agreed. right? They will share with you the pros and the cons. Mm. And for us in general estate, right? We want to be that objective voice. Can buy or cannot buy. I've heard of stories in the team. You know, where brokers actually tell the clients that they cannot mm. buy during balloting day, even though they got a number, the client left crying. Wow. And left the show flat. Wow. Agents were all perplexed. Why? Why? Why do you do that? Because your client was already going to buy. But the golden rule here is that do not let your client buy something that you yourself won't buy. I totally because agree. Because that doesn't make sense. I totally agree. And yeah. it's because of this philosophy that you have. I mean, it's always tempting. Yep. It's very tempting, not going to lie, in this business. But you, you are sort of empowered, yeah. especially if you can sell well, you can communicate well, you can sell eyes to the Alaskans, yes, as they say, right? right? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's convenient to just do that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the convenient choice is not the right choice. Yeah. And what you're telling me now, right, really brings me back to, uh, I was just having a call the other day. So I spoke to this um, uh, you know, kind of like a lead. He's yeah. currently in the funnel. I'm going to meet him next week. Yeah. Uh, I spoke to him and he was like, okay, so what you want to sell me? <laughs> like, okay, it's, it's a warm, it's a, sort of a warm lead, second degree friend. Someone introduced him to me. Yeah. I gave him a call looking to buy maybe like a you know, two plus million dollar yep. investment property. And he was like, okay, so what product you want to pitch me? Yep. I was like, no, 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 let's not even get to that first. Yeah. I have certain metrics, certain yep. investment philosophies, yep. which Jervis, of course, taught yep. us. And I resonate very much with. Yep. I know he's not, you know, just trying to BS us. Yep. And I was telling him that let's have that conversation first. Let me know what your objectives are and let me share with you my thoughts and, yep. and the philosophies that we look at. That's right. And then we see if we are a good fit to do business together. That's right. Not like, oh, you know, because... And why he, he picked up that phone that way, picked up that phone that way is because they're so used. Everyone's just so used to being... Selling yeah, and pushing. Pushing. Yeah. Everyone, has, everyone has the agent friend. Yes, right. Okay? That is like just sharing the photos. I mean, nothing wrong with that, <laughs> but just sharing a lot of pictures and photos. And sometimes you feel a bit pushy. And I realized that because... I ask myself, as a comm student, right, we yeah. learn a lot of things. We learn this thing called empathy. Yes, right. And it's really understanding how do people feel on the other end, on the receiving Absolutely end, the user true. experience, Absolutely the, the pain right. point that they feel. That's right. And some people say, ah, too pushy, yeah. too pushy. Why are you asking me to buy this, upsell this, swing yeah. here, swing there? Yeah. People don't like that. Absolutely correct. Like and I think that this is not something that we are trying to let you know, you know how good we are in, uh, in understanding our clients. Mm -hmm. But to be really honest, in order to have a successful sale eventually, you need to be able to care for our clients. Of course. Because if your clients don't even feel that yeah. you care for him or her, 
why would he trust you or to buy a property? Okay. Right, and I always say this, right? Do not misuse the person's trust once yes. you have authority over the deal. Because Correct. you are going for a long-term business, not mm. a short-term kind of hit and run kind of business. Yes. Unless you know you, I don't know, two years you just want to go to I don't know Alaska <laughs> and then just like, you know, just just go there. Absolutely. Right? And Hazik was saying uh, um, Nigel was the biggest dreamer in the entire army camp back then. This That's this amazing. reminds me of something. Yeah. I actually so I, I was I was so passionate in the stock market that I actually ran a course in army. Wow. Yeah. Uh, with like maybe like 10, 11 people and in the evening I'll take out the whiteboard yeah. and then use the marker. And I charge each, each person like thirty dollars per head, I think. Wow, that's very cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to be enterprising and Hazik was one of them. Yeah. yeah. I print out nicely, I bind, and then it's like an introduction to like um, you know, how wow. to make passive income through yes. REITs and and telecoms company, like how yes. to value them and all that. Yes. Yeah, so so that was fun. That was fun. And and he not only preaches it, he practices it. And I think that is exactly you need to work with a practitioner. Don't work with someone who is just a preacher. Okay? And uh, Joseph said, right, do you guys believe that skills learned in Toastmasters help anyone who is not confident and introverted to get to where you guys are? Like wow. me. Joseph, you are part of our team. I know you are definitely not introverted. Right? He, he's called Mr. Platypus for a reason. That's you coined the name oh, for yeah, him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't name my guy's names, right? But I think he's very cute because he looks like a platypus. Yes, he's really he's very always cute. so jovial and so fun. Yes. Right? But does it help? Does it help? Toastmasters. Uh, okay. The how much you get out of it is really how much you put into it. Yep. Because uh, those masters doesn't really have like they have structures and all that. And they have mentorship and all that. But it's really how hard you want to push yourself. So when I was in Nian Poly, I joined Toastmasters. I competed a lot. Yeah, wow. I went for a lot of competitions. <laughs> and I'm a lazy. I didn't know that before I pulled him on board. You didn't know? I didn't know oh. that you were competing. I wouldn't be here sitting and talking to you if you're competing in those masters. Yeah, I mean that was a, a fun time, you know, in Team Nian, you know, representing the school to go and compete with other universities la. and I, I did feel a bit inferior because like wow NTU la, and all the you know all the incumbents right yeah. and I'm just poly kid 18 years old you yeah. know don't really have any experience so to speak haven't even go NS at that point you know yeah. so um, but it was fun because I, I at that at that point in time apart from like pushing myself beyond the limit I felt like it was a good networking opportunity yeah, right. I got to meet people from like um, uh, I think SRC as a team as well like Singapore yeah. Recreational Club wow. um, Singapore Cricket Club so you get to meet like business execs and all that that was a good um, the only thing is that they, they are not in contact with me anymore la, so I can't serve them unfortunately yeah, yeah. but you know if they're watching this we might just cross path once again that's right and I feel like um, yeah if you're asking me about skills uh, it's really how much you put into it, but I would say the networking opportunity is amazing. Yeah, yeah that's good. People. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I believe in communication courses. I think those are amazing. Yeah. Right. Uh, fun fact. No, no, not many people know about this. Mm -hmm. I was from uh, SMU debates, so oh, I was yeah. in debates previously uh, for two, three months. And the reason behind it is because I was very overwhelmed by people like him who can speak so <laughs> well. And then I was just there, like, uh, to think on my feet for ten uh, minutes. Uh, sorry, not ten minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, ten, ten to fifteen seconds. I just got to fire off, right? That so can be. That I can believe be. it works because it yeah. kind of help you trigger how you're gonna Absolutely. frame your conversation. Actually, and, and speech as well. I mean, yeah. when you win RI, you did you did debates as well, right? No, I yeah. had a lot of great friends from debates. Okay, and I, I, I know they are. Yeah, no way, no way. Yeah. I always thought like you were like a team, a school team. Debater. No, I wasn't. Yeah. The vibes. And thanks for that. Thanks the vibes, for that. No, I was never. How I wish I was. They are all president scholars right now, so I'm like. Oh, yeah. Right here, I'm a. Yeah, I love my job by the way. So luckily I'm not a president uh, uh, He's in the best place he could ever ask. I, I feel so. I feel so, right? Alright, so let's bring you back a little mm. to your past. Yeah. As the president of I Investment Club. Ooh, I knew that was okay. coming. Don't I, ask me about the, the, the where the $15 go, huh? Yes, yes, yes. So before we reach to the $15, okay. right? Uh, okay. SMU. Ta please tag SMU right now. No, I feel scared. Right? Anyway. <laughs> I'm just joking. Right? <laughs> okay. Nigel has never ever told me that he was the president of I Investment Club. I found really? out myself because I told you guys, okay. right? I met him on stage, I saw him on stage, yeah. he was the president. And I know he's not someone who likes to toot his own uh, horn and just, you know, <laughs> talks about his leadership capabilities and position, mm -hmm. right? But share with us a little bit more of the experience, right? 
you were the president there. Yeah. How was the experience like leading a whole group of people? Wow. Not only that, right? And also, how did those skills that you've learned, right, right, are they applicable to real estate? How are they applicable to real estate? Wow. Okay. So yeah. um, I think I think that's a that's a great question. And and to talk a, a briefly about the journey. Um, what was the challenge when I first became president was really understanding everybody's working style. That's right. And I feel like as a leader, that is that is the most important thing that we often can overlook. Yeah. Because we like to assume that you know everybody is pretty much um, how to say uh, what's the, the same. Word? Why the yeah, homogeneous. Yeah, yeah, the same. And I just came out of army. Okay, maybe a, a year into school. And like in army, it's like there's only one way of dealing. I don't care. You love me, hate <laughs> yeah. me. Just listen. Yeah, yeah. And I realized that that, that didn't work. Yeah. I had to get the buy-in of my team members, and it yeah. wasn't very really, very easy. And I I must admit that there were many failures along the way. In fact, the entire year I I was going through failure after failure. When I think I've got this, I know how to manage the people. I know how to make them you know find their so-called their voice and unlock their strength. Yeah. Then I realized that oh you know I meet another roadblock along yeah. the way. So. The thing about I Investment Club is that it's huge. We've yeah. got 1,600 members yeah. uh, in the club and uh, wow. general members. Yeah. Wow. But of course, not everybody comes for our Friday meetings. If, if we did, you know, if that was the case, we had to book out like, you know, two auditoriums. Yeah. But three seminar rooms was more than enough. Wow. Yes. And aside from that, people who wanted a little bit more um, in-depth uh, 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 training yeah. or coaching for that matter, uh, they could sign up as an analyst, as an interview, you've got to pitch us and only about 86 to 90 people get selected for that. Wow. And they are broken into small groups, uh, eight groups of 10 or something like that. And yeah. we had directors that would train them. Wow. Yeah. So um, the thing is that, and then my own ex is already 17 people. Wow, that's yeah. big. Yeah. 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 I, I felt like um, it's, it's a bit too big because even Jeff Bezos said, right, that <laughs> if your team size is bigger than, uh, if you can't share a pizza within the team, your team's obviously too big. <laughs> yeah. So the team was too big, 17. It's difficult. Yeah. Uh, just very hard to even coordinate time, timings yeah, I, I, and all that. I, I tested it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I was very, very fortunate. Yeah. I was very fortunate because I had three very, very responsible vice presidents who were able to help me execute. They were like the, the I would say, like the generals of the team that helped me um, carry out my vision. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not like, I'm not the most conventional person when it comes to you know, being a leader sometimes. Mm. I want to try new things. I want to test things out. I'm willing to take a bit of risk, uh, uh, sometimes even reputational risk for that matter, uh, to sort of get that breakthrough. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Especially when your VPs are like, you know, we're so used to doing things the way we have been. Why do we have to be different? Yeah, no. you know, don't fix it. If, I mean, yeah. if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. But I really admire the fact that, you know, they, they maybe I persuaded them or I, you know, I sold them the idea. And eventually we managed to, to do some great things for the club. Yeah. And um, I think in the end, we also got an award. So for when you talk about the Student Life Award, uh, aside from me getting a, a, an individual award, uh, the club, I Investment Club, also won an award that year as well. Wow, yeah, so congrats. Thank you, you thank you. You must be really happy about it. We, we were very happy, Definitely. we were very happy. And, and for me, uh, I think the best part for that year was uh, we got featured on uh, The Edge. Wow. Yeah, The Edge Singapore. Uh, we've got a video feature. There's still a, an interview online if you go to The Edge Singapore. Where, where can they check it out? Where? Is wow. it on YouTube? Um, yeah, I think it's on YouTube. Uh, the Facebook page of The Edge. All right, yeah. so go to The Edge and check it out. I think go check it out. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, um, it, was, it was really by chance that we, we managed to put ourselves out there. We were hoping that, uh, you know, we could let people know who we are and what we were all about. And I think the school was very happy. SMU was very happy that we, we got onto national media for that. That's amazing. Correct. So I was, I was on the question on how did your um, perspective, when you dwell deeper into you know, liquid assets, right? how yeah. did that perspective shape how you view real estate as an asset right now? Okay. Uh, well, this, this, this question, it's, uh, I would say it's a multifold question because 
when when I went into when I went into our investment, I I mean before I became president, I was an I was an analyst lah. So I, I went for the interview. I applied to join um, the forex uh, sub committee, yeah. uh, the research analyst role as like a, uh, in the forex uh, team. Yeah. So of course um, forex is foreign exchange, which means you look at currencies. Uh, mainly the G10 currencies, uh, so you've got your Euro, you've got your Canadian dollar, your pound, yen, yen that kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, but of course, that, I, I felt that that gave me a very good understanding of the things happening around us. Because very often, like, we, we don't understand, hey, why does the currency appreciate against another currency? Mm. And of course, currencies are always relative. You cannot just have like, the yen going up and then the pound you know, just going down in absolute terms. It's always relative. And I felt that um, when I was watching news, I got a better understanding of what was going on. Like, okay, because if the US is increasing interest rates, then you know that could possibly strengthen the dollar, for example. That's right. And after that, when I became president, I had to learn other asset classes. So I learned a bit about stocks um, because we, we do teach that as well. We have um, uh, we also recently we started going into bonds as well. But when I was president, we didn't touch bonds. Bonds is interesting. Yeah, bonds class. is a pretty interesting yeah. asset class. Uh, which most of the funds out there uh, they tend to have a bond component inside mm. the, the asset allocation. Yeah. And on my own, uh, out of interest, uh, I started exploring like derivatives, like options and futures, which is something that I personally trade now. Uh, so I was kind of the guy who always put the money where the mouth is. Yeah. And it's something that, um, I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, I didn't see so much in my club because yeah. people there were more interested in the research side, which I completely understand. Yeah. But I was always wanting to experiment the ideas that I had. The practical, the practical. aspect and element of investing. Correct. I understand that. Yeah, and, when I, and when I first started investing, I, I lost a lot of money. Not, yeah. not going to lie. Uh, I made a lot of money very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, I think briefly, briefly I shared with you previously, yes. I, I, I ran an account up to six figures, wow. but I didn't catch anything up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. and, and I was so confident that, hey, you know, if I can run it at six figures, then seven figures should be should on be the okay. way. Yeah. Yeah. So I pretty much lost about $100,000 of my profits wow. within a couple of weeks. Wow. And I ate into a little bit of my own capital as well. Yeah. So honestly, because I was young at that point, like not even 25, and I yeah. felt like, hey, you know, if we have time, you can always make the money back. Yeah. But it's mental capital. I feel that losing money is never a problem. Yes. It's the mental capital. When you start telling yourself, maybe I'm not that good. Huh? Yeah. I'm not good enough. Maybe I shouldn't try anymore. Huh? Yeah, I shouldn't try anymore. Yeah. And it was something that I didn't want to tell so many people. Because at that point, right, I was actually the I president. <laughs> That's right. And it's so paisay if you tell people <laughs> I president loses X amount of money like, yes. overnight. Yes. Yeah. I was overly leveraged for yes. sure. And that's also one thing that brought me closer to real estate. Later, I'll explain why. Yeah. Overly leveraged, especially in, in, in currencies, you can leverage like 50 times to 100 times wow. easily. Yeah, you can make money fast and you can die fast. And you start thinking you are good. Yeah. Uh, it took me two over years to make that money back. And it took me a few good investments in the equities market that allowed me to also pay off my student loan. So I think if you all watch my IGTV, right? yeah. Yeah, I kind of shared a little bit about how that, that happened. Mm. Uh, the crash of uh, the March 2020 kind of gave me some opportunities to make a lot of money yeah. from that. Uh, and that's also the reason why I have the confidence to join real estate because yes. I had some money to start with. Yeah. Yeah. So um, having dealt with all of that, how did it you know, sort of shape my perspective for real estate. Unfortunately, as a club at that point, we didn't really cover a lot about real estate. But I felt like um, the real estate, you know, asset class, it's very unique because it's been around for centuries. Yes. It's uh, something that people uh, need because it's a physical asset. You see, you can't live inside a bond. You can't yeah. live inside a stock. It's a shelter of your head. Well. It's a shelter of your head. Yeah. If anything, even if it's a, an investment that has gone wrong, gone wrong, completely yeah. gone wrong, it still can keep you sheltered, That's you right. and your family sheltered. Yeah. And, I, and what I like about that, uh, about real estate is that um, 
generates cash flow, depending on what's your strategy. Of course, if you're buying to, to flip, maybe then it's slightly different. You're going for capital appreciation. But yes. even if you're not pursuing that strategy, yes. it can generate a lot of cash flow. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's just that in Singapore, yeah. um, buying real estate for cash flow is really not the most ideal. Not the best. For residential. Residential yeah. real estate. Correct. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to commercial industry, it's also good. Absolutely. It's actually in, good. And, and, and because of the exposure in, in I, uh, I started to look at other countries as well. Like for example, if you're in the UK or if you're in Germany, uh, buying real estate to rent out, it's amazing. Yeah. And there's this thing called upper, uh, I think upper fixer or something. Like you yeah. buy a very disheveled home. Yeah. Uh, for undervalue. And then you spruce it up. Spruce it up. Yeah. And then sell it. Sell it, it or, or yeah, flip it or rent it out at really, you know, high yields. Yeah. But of course in Singapore, we don't really get that. But what I like about real estate, you know, compared to other asset classes, is that it is almost your fail safe plan. That's right. You still should Agreed. be invested in everything else. Yeah. And it's almost like, a, I mean, one friend of mine uh, who works in the, in the real estate business, I, I think uh, one of the big boys, yeah. uh, he said that real estate can be seen as almost like a quasi-bond. Mm. Yeah, because um, it is pretty stable. Yes. It has, uh, the returns is almost similar to that of a, a bond that you get out there. Yeah. So it's a quasi-bond almost. Yeah. And it's definitely something that people can understand, people can touch, people can feel. Yes. And yeah, like what I said, it's a fail-safe plan. Better yet, right? You can make very good risk-adjusted returns. Because yeah. to be honest, today if you were to go on Wall Street bets and buy some random junk um, stock there, okay, <laughs> please, don't, please don't buy uh, <laughs> Wall Street bet kind of stuff, yes. okay? But if you do that, or you like buy Dogecoin or whatever they call it, right? You can make please do not take our yeah. uh, advice here yeah. uh, literally. Uh, yeah, is a disclaimer there? No? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, if you go to like crypto and all that, you know, yeah. If you made money, I'm good, uh, happy for you, uh, it's good. But the thing is that, how much downside do you have? So, so risk-adjusted returns is, if you risk $1 um, to make only 10 cents, eventually, you, you know, it's like, eventually you, 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 you die yeah. someday, someday. Yeah. You just need the probability to skew against you. I agree with that. Yeah. I t totally agree with that. And I think it's, it's really very amazing that you shared your vulnerability, your vulnerable story of losing money in investments, yeah. right? I always believe in this, Nigel, right? That if you are not a practitioner or if you're a practitioner that has been always making money, yeah. uh, I think there's a, there's a huge element of luck over there, right? right? Because you need to learn from your failures and your mistakes. Correct. Jack Ma mentioned that always, right? If today he can write a book, he will write the top 100 mistakes that Alibaba has gone through, mm -hmm. not the 100 success stories because sometimes because of timing, opportunities and luck, you know, success cannot be replicated. Correct. So thanks so much for sharing that. No and you did mention hmm. a little bit more about how, you know, uh, you believe that real estate is like a quasi-bond, right? Yep. It's something that is very stable and it's allow, it allows you to generate returns yes. uh, as well. I, I love his perspective towards real estate and yeah, I totally agree with that. Alright, let's go on to the next question. Thanks for sharing. Uh, what is one thing hmm. uh, that people always misunderstand? about you. Wow. Why didn't you ask me that question that time? I think I did. did I did, did. I did. But I forgot your answer already. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> no worries, yeah. We gotta so, rewatch that. We gotta yes. rewatch that. So what is one thing that people misunderstand about you? I think one thing people often misunderstand about me is the fact that they think I am always my own cheerleader. It is often assumed. And I think you get the same thing as well. Yeah. People assume that hey, you know, these people never have a down day. Like even if everyone rain and pee on your parade, you'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> but it's really it's really not it's really not that. Like we, we do have our, you know, so called vulnerable side, introvert oh, yes. side. There are days that I don't even want to talk to people. Talk to people see? But no choice, man. You just gotta show up. And you're doing it for others as well. I see it as that perspective. So that's what allows me to still get out and speak to people. That's right. But um yeah, sometimes people may misunderstand that, hey, he'll be fine, la. He, you don't need to like, you know, comfort him. That's, he doesn't need to confide in you. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. 
Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie that yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Like um but the thing is that of course clients don't be afraid. I won't, you know, <laughs> take your money and do stupid things with yes, it. Yes, yes. But the it's thing more is like your own uh, maybe sometimes your own vision, your own life, correct. your own goals as well. It's yeah. not it's not easy for people. It's not to know easy. Right it's now. Not easy. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that's really amazing. Because uh sometimes people when they perceive or they see Nigel, they will think that, you know, uh, or even myself, they'll think that hey, you know, we are energizer bunnies. We recharge people and they forgot that we actually have to be recharged as well. Correct. So sometimes, Correct. you know, your partners are actually very important. Like for me, Penny is my cheerleader. For you, I think uh, Geraldine is yeah, a cheerleader Geraldine, as well. Definitely. She, yeah. She's a great listener. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she tries as much to, to, you know, once in a while we have these, these kind of conversations and she knows that I need that recharge as That's well. Right. Yeah. That's so she's right. there. So yeah. thanks so much, um, Jerry, for watching this. And yeah. Supporting me. That's so sweet. So I'm gonna propose right now. No, I'm just no, okay. no, no, no. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, let's just go on this <laughs> conversation. Thanks so much, right? That misunderstanding that, that people have about you. Yeah. Um, I always hear you saying this thing. Sure. He, when he always meets me, right? He always has this like this zest, right? That mm. says, you know, I love my job. Mm. And only a privileged few get to say that. You know, oh. because I believe that the moment you love the process, yeah. the, the byproduct, which is money, will come soon. Mm-hmm. So so tell me a bit more. Like why what what makes you love your job so much? Uh, okay, so so I got a chance to think a little bit about this just slightly before one semester before I graduated. Yeah. So I funny story, I did two internships with Unilever. I don't know why, maybe I love soap and ice cream so much that I went back to yeah, sell nice more okay, Ben and Jerry's yeah. and Duff Soap and yeah. Life Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I went back twice. Yeah. And my second stint was quite exciting because the boss I was working under, like uh, we, we get to meet a lot of customers and of course there was a lot of entertainment. La. So there were a lot of like two, three AM, four AM nights. Uh, back in the day, you see. Yeah. Uh, but the so so what was good was that uh, I had a chance to meet this customer who was in his own uh, business. So he was doing a little bit of our soap business, but he was mainly an alcohol distributor. Yes. And he told me, Nigel, if today you go out there, and you want to work for a company, let's say you want to do marketing for them, there are these prescribed guidelines that you kind of have to follow. And so you can you have no creative expression if you thought that you would have coming out of school. Yeah. Everyone come out of school think I'm going to conquer the world, yeah. yeah. Finally, I got this paper, summa cum laude, yeah. you know, I'm ready to, 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 to show the world what I'm made of. But yeah. it, unfortunately, so is not the case. Yes. Especially if you're going to an, an MNC. No shit on MNC, of course. I think you learn a lot about yeah. structures and all. I was from the MNC yeah. and I learned so much. Yeah. But I wanted a place that I had creative expression. Yeah. I wanted a place that allowed me to so-called challenge the status quo almost. Yes. And why I can say that I love my job is because I wouldn't even call this a job to begin with. Yeah. I love this career because I have the ability to have creative expression. And I must say that joining the right team yes. matters. Thank you. If I were to join another team, my experience and my thoughts will be completely different. It mm. will be the same old thing. Ra ra, ke this man, woman close sales. What I don't want that. Of course, some people live on that and they love that. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. But we don't get so much of the lie la, ke woman I wasn't for that. Yeah. And over here, I'm so inspired by you. Thank you. Because yeah. you are the epitome of creative expression. Mm. You would, you know, I jump into a pool, climb out of an excavator if you could. Next thing you want to do is jump off a plane. Oh, you still remember? Oh, I still remember. I hope that. Of no one remember that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Empty promises, really. But yeah. really, this and what I like about you is that you're always willing to try. Yeah. Always willing to give it a shot without expectations of where you know what the outcome will be. Yeah. And it really takes. Uh, a special kind of person to do that. And I think I learned so much from you because you have Thank a growth you. mindset. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, uh, most people tend to have a slightly 
fixed mindset. More conservative. More conservative. Yeah. You mm. always say that, hey, you know, you're willing to challenge the status quo. Yeah. I got inspired by that. Thank and you. that's why I get to say I love what I do because wow. of the creative expression that I get to have. And I'm seeing you doing that right now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And it's, and, it's, and it's been a while, right? Like, I mean, it's fun. And to be honest, like what you said, the, the money is a byproduct. Yes. And, uh, but what matters is that the process needs to be enjoyable. And I feel like I'm enjoying every, every bit of it so That's far. That's amazing. That's amazing. So on to that, right? What are your business uh, aspirations? Wow, business aspirations. So I'm going to ask him right now. Mm. I haven't really asked him. Yeah, is that a question before? Okay. No, I have not. Okay. Yeah. This, this, this question, right? Jonathan is, is calling me, is he? Oh, he is? No, I'm, just, I'm just sorry, John. So this, John, if you're watching this, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah that's right. He should be tuning he in. Should right? He should not be watching this. If not, he wouldn't have called me. Or maybe he, Why are you not watching he's this? He's so smart to, to watch and then, you know, still call me. <laughs> so it's a real life question. Oh, yeah. real life question. We didn't enable that function just yet. So what, what are your business aspirations? Business aspirations. Yeah. Wow, okay, this is like the same question you get at a job interview, right? Like, um, where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, the truth is, it, it, it's, it's almost, I hope I'm not, a fe- I'm not trying to portray myself as a fecal-minded person, but every now and then I feel like it kind of shifts a little bit. Yeah. Not that it shifts, you know, tremendously, but it's, I start to gain maybe more clarity. Initially, I was like, okay, you know, I want to be uh, a superstar broker. I want to have like a team under me. Yeah. And I just wanna, at, at one point, right, I also felt like, yeah, just gun Jervis is You know, like, like, he knows most of his stuff, right? What, yeah. what will go wrong if I just take his lead? Yeah. But after a while, I realized that, especially when you wrote me into the institutional deal that we were yes. working on for yes. a while, and I felt like, hey, you know what would be really fun is uh, to maybe, you know, manage capital for people someday, yeah. someday. Yeah. Go into the asset gathering business also. Yeah. Uh, of course, that will require some credentials. And if I don't have the credentials, maybe let's rope someone in. Yeah. Or maybe I go and pursue, I go back to school That's and, right. and, and get the CFA or like a master's in finance or whatever, yeah. if, if need be. That's and cool. I think that, that would be the place to, yeah. to be in. Um, yeah. I thought of becoming, you know, last time I thought I want to be a developer would be fun. Wow. Right? I thought that. Same. Then I took <clears throat> an SMU mod. Called real estate development. And I realized that, wow, really not easy. <laughs> so if you all think, right, that the properties are overpriced in Singapore, right, wait till you become a developer yourself. <laughs> Trust me. They don't make a lot of money, one. Yeah. They, they, the margins are very thin, okay? Yeah. It, it's, it's because everything in Singapore is going up. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the cost of land is just going up, the cost of construction. Uh, Singapore government actually tries to keep the cost of construction controlled, yeah. but it's still, still rising. And That's absolutely true. Yeah, so... So I, I think I'll put the developer thing aside because like, yeah. not, not, so, not so profitable. <laughs> like. And it's a big risk that they assume as well. Yeah, it's yeah, true. It's, it's not true. easy. It's not yeah, easy. we've spoken to a couple of developer partners. They will tell me like, you know, I will just be there to press their prices down. So I'm like, oh, so the buyers can get a better deal. And they tell me, Jervis, this is my Yeah. And I ask them, yeah. really? They say, yeah, they show me the break even. And I know, okay. It really is. Somewhere there. So you're right at that. So the profit margin is not too hard. Mm. I love your business aspirations. I think that, you know, this is something that when we are young, under the age of like, maybe 40, right? You still can dream. Even above the age of 40, you can dream as well. Because yeah. even Colonel Sanders, who is the founder of KFC, oh, yeah? founded KFC above the age of 60, if I'm not mm. right. Yes. And it's, yes, it's so, yes. so amazing. Thanks for sharing. No All right. So we are almost coming to the end of today's live show. And you have been a, a great, 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 uh, 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 you have been a great person on board this show. You. Right. But Thank one thing you. that you're not good at is that you are not hosting me. So I'm like struggling to host this show. <laughs> no, you know, no, it's no, really no, a no, challenge no. for me to think of the word. I don't no. know how you can just speak and then the... Then my brain will fart a bit. Then I, I have that mental block all the time. Yeah. If you if you if you watch me live, <laughs> go and watch the replays. I, I have mental block all the time on Shopee as well. It's just that because like the same few people watch, right? Uh, you know, maybe some aunties and uncles that support yeah. me. Maybe some young people that support me. They also know lah that you know it can be quite draining sometimes to just keep yeah. thinking on the fly. Yeah. But I think you do an amazing job. Thank you. you Thank you. Um, this is my, my my first time doing so. Okay, so we are on to the quick fire round questions. Wow. Six questions. Okay. Very lethal uh, questions. Now uh, we're just using the same thing on me. Strip you wow. naked. 
Okay. Like, not okay. literally, but, but. Um, yeah, figure, figuratively. figuratively okay. That's right. Let's First go. question, describe yeah. the real estate business in one word. Dynamic, amazing. Who has influenced your life the most and why? It would be my mom. It would be my mom because uh, when I was 10 years old, my dad kind of fell sick. He still currently is in the same condition, he's bedridden. Uh, my mom was pretty much a sole breadwinner for the longest time, but very, very inspirational, never backed down, always a fighter. At one point, our family only had like $400 in the bank. Wow. And I'm not trying to make this like a sob story, yeah. but we literally crawled our way back up. And I feel like my whole life purpose is to just pay tribute back to her. So everything I do is just to, to, to hopefully, you know, pay it back to her. And I have met, sorry, this is quick fire, right? But I have to say this, I've met Nayo's mom. I still remember the time when I was giving the care pack, I, I told Penny, I wanted to go and meet your mom because I heard that she's a superwoman, right? So I wanted to say hi to her and I tell you she has, even with all the things that she's going through now, she has a very bubbly personality. I think that's where you got it from. I and if so. Auntie are watching this, right, he loves you a lot. He's really fighting for you, okay? So please Thanks, watch mom. this, Auntie, if I hear. Hi. Okay. <laughs> all right, next question, okay? What was one of the hardest things you had to overcome in this business? Wow, hardest thing. Uh, I would say handling rejections. Yeah. I thought I was good at handling rejections. I've done other sales, job with, sales jobs before. When I was 17, I started doing MLM. I went to do IT fair. No, yeah, like, like me, huh? Right, yeah, it's I like similar, I think similar <laughs> yes. background. And, and I pretty much did all the, every, everything on my resume has been sales related. That's so right. I felt like I was very comfortable, you know, it was so difficult, right? Yeah. And then when I started, you know, reconnecting with old friends, door knock, cold call, like every single day, like, ah, what you want? No, I'm not interested. Ah, what you want? <laughs> or like when people tell you that, hey, you know, I really love you, but... I'm only available to buy a property maybe three years from now, yeah. four years from now. Yeah. And it, it's not that I am not happy the answer, but it's like, and it's not that I feel like I waste my time. Yeah. But it's like, okay, like, you know, subconsciously it still hurts a little bit. Yeah. Like, hmm, yeah. okay, what was wrong? What yeah. was wrong? Yeah. So I would say learning to handle rejections as part of the process uh, has been one of the toughest things that I've been learning to overcome. But yes. every day now, right, what I do is that I heard of this thing called rejection therapy. Yes. So uh, I try to ask something that is outrageous and just let people say no to me. Yeah. yeah. As a means to you know, train myself. Yeah. You know, when, when I'm picking up the phone or I'm doing door knocking, when I was younger, I yeah. always have this uh, fantasy. Okay. <laughs> fantasy. Okay. That's, that's the word. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Mm. Uh, and was that it? was to prank call others uh, and also to <laughs> knock on hotel doors and run away. So oh. uh, I did that when I was younger. I okay. was a very naughty kid. So for those teachers who are watching this, I know you know. I can imagine. Right? Uh, um, and that's the reason why I love cold calling and door knocking. Right. So I was, I think one thing is that when you expect rejection to come, mm. right, but you know that you're just pushing it through, yeah. that's the beautiful feeling. Because I our agree. job is like 99% rejection. Totally. totally. Yeah. It's not yeah. easy. And I believe that our team is going to shape, uh, reshape that whole perspective that real estate agents are just selling mm. because we are here to educate and try our best totally. to share as much as we can. Absolutely. All right? Next Absolutely. question. Next question. What's the craziest thing you have done that not many people know about okay. uh, to close a seal? Wow. Um, well, this one will be a bit. This one will be a bit tricky. Yeah. Because um, okay, so so we didn't end up closing it. Yeah. But I was working. I was working on something, and um, I. Okay. This one is really quite tricky yeah. because, like you said, not many people know, right? Yeah. So. What I did was, uh, it was, it was for F and B uh, rental yes. kind, kind of place. I heard about that also. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, the craziest thing I did was I actually went to uh, Facebook, and I went to all the different um, F and B. Like I, I tried to set, like come up with a target list, yes, right? Yes. Bakers lah, whatever lah. Basic and and the, and the difficult thing was that there were a lot of restrictions. No alcohol. Uh, license for that particular F&B place. Yeah. So I literally went on Facebook and I just, you know, searched for food and I just went to every single like F&B page and then like wow. just go DM the person wow. and all that. And then like, um, I, I kind of say, I kind of like, <sighs> Storytell almost yes, that I think yes. that you know 
uh, your your kind of business will definitely fit, and then I think that my my um, the landlord will be very interested to yeah. have you. Yeah. Actually, I don't really, don't even know whether the landlord will be okay, <laughs> but I just had to lah. I mean, yeah. Uh, That's just being resourceful. That was just being resourceful. Yes, I yeah. Mean. And I felt like I needed to give enough of a hook. Yeah. Um, because there were a lot of restrictions, and there was a very niche audience that we could um rent out the place for. Yeah. So that was a bit tricky. But then again, it was open listing. So in the end, I didn't manage to do it. But it's okay. It was it was an experience. Interesting process. Interesting ex- uh, process. Yeah. To say that, hey, what's stopping you from going to social media to find people? You are absolutely correct, yeah. and that's part of the creative expression that you mentioned. Correct. Just now, right? Yeah. I think going to every single Facebook, to have that audacity and also that resilience to go to every single Facebook page that you know about food, mm-hmm. to DM them is something that most sellers and landlords will love. If I'm a seller or landlord, I will love an agent like this because you are resourceful. Not just the, the way of like commercial guru and property guru Correct. as well. Correct. My first yeah. shop house rental deal was closed okay. because of this as well. So I'm really? Gonna, I'm not going to share it right now, but yes, wow. it was. Okay, so <laughs> next question. Next question. Are you single, attached, or it's complicated? Wow. It's... Geraldine, wait first. Watch. Okay, I'm attached. Like, I'm yeah, attached. Yeah, we've, been, we've been together for uh, coming two years very soon. Yes. And it's been, it's been fun. It's been great. I think she's a great team player. I wouldn't use any other word to describe her. Definitely a great team player. That's the most romantic word I've heard, you know. Really? Yeah, like for a girl, you're a great team player. It is, it is? Really? Um, no, it's not. No. <laughs> it's not, right? It's not, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the most romantic guy, like, I'm a very practical guy. But yes. yeah, she, you know, I, right from the start when we were dating, I kind of said like, I need I needed, I needed a team player. Like yeah. that's what I needed. Yeah. And, and that was how I, you know, so-called, that was the criteria. Yeah. And I think she's doing a superb job. So babe, thank you so much for supporting me on this journey. It's not easy yeah. for you as well to, to be able to be with a guy like me who has crazy ideas, but thank you so much for being on the ride with me. Amazing. I think it's so true, right? Uh, it shows your maturity when going into a relationship because uh, yeah, team players are what we're looking out for. Last time gone were the past where you know, the, 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 um, the selection criteria is totally different. <laughs> right? Now we are mature. Yeah. And yes, I know yeah. Geraldine personally. She's an amazing lady. Yes, yes. And happy for both of you to be thank you so much. Second year. Second year. Uh, going to our second year. Second year yeah, soon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She, she talks a lot about you as well. Like, thank. Yeah, thank you. So. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I know she was one senior in school as well last night. Yes. Yes. Was. Okay. The last question. Mm. Uh, yes. This is gonna be a very interesting question. Okay. Who? Okay. okay. I feel the so in SMU, for those people who don't know, in Singapore Management University, <laughs> when you are freshman, you enter yep. school, uh, you will ask uh, people what are the uh, investment clubs mm. in Singapore Management University. I see right? where it's going. And there is uh, the I Investment Club. Yep. There is uh, Smith, yep. that is a coveted mm, investment club that has very tough selection criteria. Correct. And there are, okay, there are a few more. There are, I, few more. I, there are a lot okay, more now. Honest, I really don't know. There are a lot more, like a fintech club. And like I'm just very angry there because yeah. I wanted to start a real estate investment club. Yeah. But then the professor don't let me start, but now it started already. For, for post-grads, right? Uh, no, for, oh, for undergrads, undergrads yeah. Oh, really? Then she said no, then I said sure, then I started journey. I, I didn't regret it. That's the best decision ever. Right, okay. So, yeah. hmm. objectively, objectively, this is something that you always say. Objective. You have the objective. Okay, I'll try. I investment club. Yeah. That's where I Smith. Yeah. Which is better. <laughs> Honestly, right? <clears throat> so we, we always have this CCA uh, fair. Okay, pause. At- Sorry. We are interrupted <laughs> by actors again. Okay, so I think we can end the show. No, we're not gonna end it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Okay, nice. Are we back? Are we back? Are we back? Okay. Are we back? Okay, we, we, I didn't know why we got interrupted, but <laughs> what I was saying was, as a freshman when you enter SMU, right, there are many, a myriad of... Is, I think we, we got interrupted again. Yeah, interrupted? It's just, I don't know, what I'm seeing behind is my admin just like, you know, like filling her arms around. I, so I think it's interrupted. Are we? <laughs> okay? Okay, now we're back. We're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Yes. Great, good, 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 good. Jared didn't say thanks for the shout. 
Absolutely, no worries. Yeah, yeah no worries. That's no uh, worries. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> very practical guy. Very practical guy, right? Not gonna say very star, practical you know? We are increasing our viewers, you know, by the way. Now we are yeah. at 12. Just now we were at 3, actually. Yeah, so now yeah. we are at 12. Construction and the moment I said that is 11. Uh, <laughs> but no worries. Okay, so right now, okay, I'm, yes. gonna, I'm gonna restart that. Okay, restart Because that. I love that difficult position that we're in. Wow. I'm just gonna buy you some time to think about it carefully. About the stakeholders that you have. Wow. And also okay. your personal uh, compass, right? Your, your ethical yeah, compass. You're gonna lose followers already. Yes, okay. So when you are a freshman in Singapore Management University, Yep. And if you love finance, or you just want to be a very cool finance club, in a very cool finance club, right? Mm-hmm. You have um, iInvestment Club, yep. you have Smith. Yes. You can see that he's really like, you know, shivering. Yeah, you can see from okay? body language. And there are still many other investment clubs as well. So <coughs> knowing are. that Nigel is extremely objective. Sure. Uh, and those watching there, uh, maybe majority are Singapore Management University students. iInvestment Club or Smith. I'm going to be a bit more exact so that you won't play with my words. <laughs> oh, I investment club or Smith, which investment club is better when it comes to investment? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow, when it comes to investment, right? Not experience, huh? <laughs> okay. Now, this is a bit tricky. So, I get this a lot from freshmen who are as playful as you, yeah. who are as cheeky as you, yeah. um, during this Vivace, uh, CCA fair kind of thing. Yeah. And I get... Uh, you know, in a spot all the time. Yeah. And I was so afraid, right, that I actually had to come up with like an FAQ in case any of my ex-co can't answer. So they just flashed the FAQ and it was a, like a well-written, very PC answer for yeah, the right. kids. La. But deep down. Deep down. What is the answer? Yeah, deep down. If I'm not trying to get you to pay $15 yes. to deep my down. membership. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. So, right, Smith or I I'm not answer the question right now. I'm not trying right to circle, you know, <laughs> circle around the question, but I feel that we need to give a bit of context, la, to yes, be fair. Sure. So the premise of our investment club is to give um, the retail, average retail investor who knows nothing at all, the, the skill sets and the acumen to hopefully become their do-it-yourself investor. And the, that's why we are focused on lessons. That's why we you know, take anybody and everybody who's just interested. So long as you're interested, you don't even know how to do simple math or you don't know how to do Excel, any fancy things, don't yep. even read news, fine. Join us, we'll teach you. We've got a, we've got a structured curriculum in 13 weeks that by the end of 13 weeks, if you put your effort in and you study everything, you will understand. Yes. We also have the subcom one, which of course, if you're more interested, sign up for an interview. Now that one has a bit of a filtration criteria. And at the end of 13 weeks, you'll do a pitch for us. Yep. Now that's our investment. For Smith, they don't really go into, ed- I mean, it's not so much about trying to educate you. There is no, um, I mean, they have a structured curriculum, but it's not about like, oh, you don't know anything, you can join us. Yep. You kind of need to know something already. Maybe that's you read up you know, in NS or in JC, Poly, wherever you came from. And you, I heard that the inter- I didn't go for the interview myself. Yep. I didn't attend it. But I heard that the interview is very, very, very stringent. Very rigorous. Yeah, very rigorous. Yep. They don't take anybody. They only take 20 people every year, if I'm not wrong. Yep. Very, very selected few. Yep. And they manage a paper portfolio. I don't know how the returns are. And I feel that I don't want to even disclose the returns anyway. If I knew, also I don't want to talk. Not yep. nice. But uh, they have a paper portfolio they are, that they are managing. So if you're saying, in terms of investment acumen, I feel like I might be shooting myself in the foot to say that I think they take the lead on that. So Smith, is, Smith takes the lead on that. Smith takes the lead on that. Yeah. I like to think. Yeah. Uh, are we good friends? I'm good friends with uh, the team back in the day when I was also running my club. And I feel that they are very, very astute. They are very smart. They're good at what they do. Yeah. A lot of them, of course, end up becoming uh, uh, investment bankers or just joining the sell side in general as traders or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I feel that we never felt that we were competing with Smith. Yes. Sure, we didn't have that rigor. We didn't just bring in 20 people. We didn't just, you know, keep it exclusive. We weren't a lux team, so yeah. to speak, if you put it in real estate talk. Yeah. We weren't a lux team. We picked anybody who didn't know anything and we wanted to say that, hey, we want to bring you to the mean. We want to bring you to a decent working knowledge, uh, a place of decent working knowledge so that you can do it yourself. 
Yeah. So we were, I think right from the start, I think the, the founders of our investment club just wanted to give more value. That's right. Do we have people that are better investors than Smith? I think there are a few here and there. If yeah. I'm not wrong, uh, the eighth president, Tianhui, if I'm not wrong, uh, I hope you're watching this. Uh, he is the, he's the craziest investor. Wow. If I'm not wrong, he made his million through like trading or something wow. like that, if I'm That's not wrong. Amazing. Started his own business after that. And he was, he was quite an interesting guy. Like he was trading even in school, in wow. class, and the professors didn't say anything because they know that like he is like the OG, he's legit. So yes. the same way you're watching this, props shout to you, shout out to you. Shout out to you. To you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, he really walked the talk. Yeah. So I would say that we, we come from a very different place. We are just more focused on just trying to pick anybody up and just give them the skills. Yes. So I think, um, yeah, that's, that's where we differ. Your communications degree has uh, really done you well. I'm not I trying to smoke. Uh. <laughs> I love uh, not smoking, but I love how he's so um, diplomatic about everything. Yeah. Uh, but I also do understand that, which means I investment is a club. If you want to be, uh, let's say, a retail uh, investor, you just want to learn something like myself mm. when I was lost last time, I would rather be an I than Smith, right? But yeah. if I'm an investor myself, or if I'm someone who wants to look at institutional investments, then Smith may be a better option Correct. as well. Correct. Thanks for answering that. I believe you're in a very difficult position. I was. So with that, this is the end of the Millennial Movement mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful to have you today on board Thank the show. So